Welcome to another episode of Long Distance Short, GiftBaskets'Overseas.com's podcast where we talk to real people about the triumphs and tribulations in all kinds of long-distance relationships. Your host is Allie Winters, an international gift consultant who's found success in her own long-distance romances and friendships. And here's today's topic. Why should we listen to Allie, our host? No, it's not a roast, but Allie will be sharing her own experiences with long-distance relationships, as well as telling us why talking to you about it is one of her passions. Let's jump right in, Allie. Allie, thank you so much for for having me back and kind of agreeing to do this uh, impromptu sort of inquisition here, figuring out what makes you qualified to, to host this long distance short podcast. I'm dying to know, you know, you've, you've interviewed me. We're flipping the tables today. How do you feel about that? Well, you're doing great. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm also so, I'm a bit nervous being a host. I mean, being interviewed a bit because uh, basically this is not the way I got used to talk to people. We are in the same plate here. <laughs> yeah, we have the, the same challenges, but I hope it will be fine. And uh, yeah, how are you doing, Sempi? <laughs> I uh, I'm doing okay. I think we've I think we figured out qualification number one is you're better at asking and interviewing people than I am. So we ticked that off. We found out your first qualification. So you are, you're in a long distance relationship now. We've we've talked about this um, a little bit, which I guess makes sense. You're hosting sure. this podcast, but is this your first long distance relationship? Is this the first time you've decided I'm going to take a chance here? Oh, you know, I had one. I really had one. I didn't realize it. I cannot call it like a big, like serious relationship, but it was the attempt to go into a relationship because uh, we were chatting. It was a man. He was in the army. And I was where I was in the university. Well, we just, it was like for maybe four months, but it didn't go well. But still, it was the attempt. Mm-hmm. It was unsuccessful, but I decided to jump into it again. <laughs> so what, so what, okay, so you had this first, first, uh, not quite relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that didn't, that didn't go well. So I'm kind of surprised you decided to do it again. What made you decide, you know what, maybe, maybe that was just a fluke and you gave, gave your current partner a chance. What, what was the thought process there? Oh, you know, I didn't concentrate much on the way it went. I mean, on the way we communicated. Mm-hmm. I just uh, kind of concentrated more on the person. I didn't, uh, I didn't have the priority like to meet somebody um, and to meet him in real life. So it sounds like you tripped into it. Like this person was just so, you connected well, you had a good friendship and this developed organically. It wasn't the goal. Yes. But you're here. Okay. Right. And so that's the best way, I think. You know, uh, I started this again. I mean, uh, talking uh, with people and communicating with them online just because it was interesting for me I, I was immersed in this idea that I would like to talk to people all over the world really mm-hmm. I think it was like 2015 when I, uh, I was on the third year of my studies and uh, since I kind of learned English I was just shocked that so many borders are open and that's how it started I went to the website where I could just uh, have language exchange and I didn't mm. look for the person I would, I would love to date with. 
mm, I just wanted to to practice. You know, <laughs> that's how it went. But I I, I think uh, well, online was already this online regime or this online thing about communication. It was okay because I understood this is the only way for me to meet foreigners online. <laughs> yes, it's a lot cheaper than just flying somewhere. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Certainly. Of course. That's how you start. <laughs> right. Okay, so you you met you met them, you know, sort of doing this language exchange, uh, grew everything organically from there. Since you since you started dating, since you decided, you know, I'm going to take a risk on this person, how long has that been? How how long have you two been been official, been an item? Sure, I think we started dating uh, since December 2015. So I guess it will be five years this year. And five, this, so is that five yeah. years straight or were there any, any maybe sort of like breaks? Maybe you guys second thought it and had to like take a hit the pause button for a minute. You know, it was like straight. So yeah, it was just five year of long distance relationship. Oh my God. I don't believe it myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so five years, that's, yes. that's impressive for this any relationship. Be, yeah. This year it will be five years basically. Well, congratulations. Uh, I think... <laughs> I, I think I'm not the only one who's curious. What were sort of the the biggest hurdles, the biggest challenges that you two had to come at, overcome to make it this long? Sure. Well, first of all, how it how it was actually it was my boyfriend's birthday, um, and I wanted to impress him, and I drew a little manga in which I kind of drew uh, drew me and him doing some things, but kind of in real life. For example, we were discussing some anime or uh, there were some interesting situations or maybe some phrases that we learned from each other. And in the end, I was like coming out of the refrigerator because I, I think we were uh, joking about it. And like I went to him in this manga and kind of kissed him on the cheek. And then he kind of was so astonished. He asked me like, will, we, will you date me? And like, what? And he like, what? <laughs> We are like 8,000 kilometers away. And he's asking me, will you date me? So this is, how you, this is how you broke the first hurdle of even just starting the relationship. Yes. and That's so cute. <laughs> okay. But you know, I... it's so uncertain. I mean, this is the first thing. What will be the next? Okay, I agreed. We are kind of, we promised each other that we will be dating, that we will be together. Mm -hmm. What's the next? I mean, what's the next step? And this is the biggest challenge. So sort of figuring out what even dating looks like for you two and, and how you two will grow together as a couple. Yes. And uh, of course, I certainly wanted to meet as well as him. So, so sort of setting your, your long-term goals yes. was sort of the next step. I understood that that's not so easy to arrange. I had my studies. He had his studies. So the first challenge, yes, we need to meet anyway, either just seeing each other as a traveling or moving and of course these questions were asked by my family and friends what's next yes so how did they you brought up your family and friends how do they handle it as a whole i mean obviously no mom is out there going i hope my daughter finds a nice long distance boyfriend I mean, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so how did how did they how did they take it and and have their opinions changed now that it's lasted five years? My parents didn't even 
consider it something serious. I cannot judge them because they have always been together. They uh, started their relationship like 20 years ago and they met in real life and they never separated. So they just couldn't, couldn't come up with the idea. I mean, like, what are you talking about? Like... Um, are you serious? It's like, well, I don't know. We will see, but that's what we are doing. And well, yes, that's how it works. As for friends, on the other hand, I was very lucky because my best friend had the same relationship as me. Uh, She had the person, I mean, a boyfriend who she also met on the same website. (laughs) And uh, we were like developing our relationship almost you know, at the same time, they were going like simultaneously and we always could help each other and support each other. So I had, I was lucky because that was the person, we gave each other hope that this is working. I think that's such a good point that when everybody's against you, even if it's an in-person relationship, if all of your friends and family are saying, I don't know about this one, it's really hard to feel secure. So I'm I'm so glad that early on you had a friend that was like, yeah, you know what? You should try it. I'm trying it too. We'll get through this together. Um, Now that it's been five years, do your family, does your family maybe take this a little seriously? Have they maybe decided they're going to support this too? They were shocked when they actually figured out we met in real life and we liked each other. They were thinking like, oh, you know, maybe they will meet and they will understand that they are different people and blah, blah. Not because they like don't like somebody or something they just uh, couldn't uh, come up with the idea that somebody can love somebody without touching without sniffing without uh, you know hugging kissing and so on and so forth right so when they figured out they kind of accepted uh, this fact and when they met a boyfriend in real life then i think that was the point when they uh, admitted to themselves that yeah this is basically okay and it works But so far, as long as they see that we're moving towards the same direction, they don't ask such questions. They accept that, I guess, this, and they maybe can live with it right now. And that's Mm -hmm. what's a good thing about it. I think so. I I think it's also a generational thing. I think... You know, we've we've grown up with all of this technology and, and having, you know, long distance friendships and, and whatnot. So it's a little more normal for us than it was yeah. for for our parents. So it's nice to see them sort of coming around as they see proof, as they see, oh, well, it's lasted yes. five years. Okay. Yeah. So with you, right? I mean, obviously you weren't, you didn't grow up with these images of I'm going to meet a fantastic boy online. Now that you have, that you've been in a long distance relationship that's successful, um, how has that changed how you think about love or has it? Although maybe you consider me an expert, I I am still uh, considering myself only learning this, (laughs) you know, this kind of profession of love, (laughs) if we can call it so. (laughs) What I understood from my experience in long distance relationship, yes, I was afraid that indeed when we meet, this will be a totally different person. This will be not the person I loved or the person I consider I love. I really was afraid of it. But then after like maybe two hours that we spent together, I asked myself, can he be a person who is absolutely different from the person you met? I mean, with who you chatted for three years and with who you had been in so, I don't know, so difficult situations. And also maybe some people think, what situations can happen? Like 
a lot of them, really a lot of them. And you can test person, you can see their reaction, you can challenge them, you can mm -hmm. dare them to do something for you. And now, a few words for our sponsors. The international gift delivery company GiftBaskets.com Sometimes, a gift makes all the difference. Take the time to tell Grandma to get well soon. Surprise the love of your life with a timeless keepsake. Thank your office friends for their hard work. No matter where they are in the world, you can spoil them from one place. GiftBasketsOverseas.com We make international gift delivery easy for you. So it sounds like it didn't really change how you think about love. You sort of just evolved together. I mean, when we all, you know, as we grow, we sort of have this more mature yes. or broad definition of love. So it sounds like sort of sort of the norm then. Even though you were long distance, you were still having this sort of growth of self-discovery of who you two are as a couple, of how you two mesh. Yeah. Um, so, sort so of like anyone would do dating in real life. Like dating, I, I don't want to say in real life as though online is fake, but <laughs> <laughs> but lie. it can be. It can be. That's the yeah. concern, right? So you were lucky enough to find somebody who was genuine both on and off the computer. And so you sort of got the same experience, even though you were far apart of still growing together. Um, which yeah, I that's another level. That's just another level. Yeah, we had situations that we experienced on distance, and then we had different situations that we experienced in real life yeah, together, being together. Of course, these are different situations. And, you know, I think on long distance relationship, we had bigger goals and we had uh, bigger challenges than when we are together. Yes, because when we are together, we understand that we can overcome this together that we are here. So being in this long distance relationship, do you think that's made you better or worse at communicating? Certainly better if you uh, if your partner is also trying to make a step towards you. So you both need to move towards each other, especially talking about the time zones we had six, seven uh, hours between us. So six in, in the summertime and seven in, in wintertime. And when it's only 4 p.m., uh, it's already almost midnight in Japan. <laughs> so Yoshiki always, well, often came to me saying, like, I would really love to talk, but I'm so sorry. I'm so sleepy. And can you please let me sleep? And although I, I was waiting for talking to him for, for the whole day, I realized that, well, he, he has some needs. And sometimes the circumstances are against us. So I said, like, of course, <laughs> you can go. I mean, well, did it help me to improve my communication skills? I think I, I became a bit more patient about things. I think sometimes you need to resolve some kind of conflicts and you need to be polite because if you start being toxic, the person just goes off, I mean, offline, right? Because it's, it's right. understandable. I mean, I also did so. And as I told you, a lot depends on the partner because mm -hmm. he's also pushing me to be, to be patient, to be communicative, to be honest. Um, right. And, and, you know, those things like stepping away from an argument, right? Like when you do that in real life, the person's just in another room, right? When you do yes. that digitally, you see that offline button and you're just like, oh, okay, well, the door's closed. Not only closed, but you just don't know when it's going to open again. And that, I think 
is something a little more scary and you've made it five years. So clearly you two have, have found better, more effective ways to, to do that. We both were quite knowledgeable and I'm really uh, lucky uh, to, to have met the person like Yoshiki because he knows how to hear, how to listen. But I also can do this. Sometimes emotions go over this, yes. And our level of to- toxicity, <laughs> if we call it so, <laughs> became different. And we often went off for 30 minutes, for 40 minutes, for an hour just to come down. But mm-hmm. in the end, we returned again. And we started to speak and we started to listen. And uh, we had to come to some point when we say, I'm sorry, let's move on. Yes, I'm also sorry. So let's move on. (laughs) Um, Yes, I mean, uh, it's very helpful now because we understand that although we can be impulsive, although sometimes we cannot see another kind of side of the coin Mm -hmm. in the end, we understand that we both want the same thing. We want to make up, right? We want to keep going. And that helped me and him to understand how this should be done. That's, I think that's so important for, again, for even couples who are are living together in the same city, is that you realize even when you're fighting or even when you don't agree or you're having to compromise, that at the end of the day, you're on the same side. Yes. Right. Like you're you're two people fighting for the same relationship and it's it's really impressive to me that you two were able to discover that digitally, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the largest part of your relationship. It's really interesting point. Some people like ask uh, me, you know, I tried this and it didn't work for me. Well, there are a lot of there are a lot of different things to consider, right? But I often heard some sad stories about it's a Western man wants to meet to date a Russian woman, right? Or whoever, or Ukrainian or Belarusian. So ideally a swimsuit model. Yes. <laughs> that's the that's One. the cliche. <laughs> okay. So the the clichéest cliche we can uh, come up with, yeah? Why sometimes it doesn't go well. It's not because all Rus- Russian women are bad. No. They are they can be bad, but they also can be good. But the interest that they have in you is the decisive point. If you try to kind of, if you see that the person you're trying to date, the person you're trying to communicate with online is asking you questions, he's interested in who you are, what you like to eat, what you like to watch. You know, when they want to discover you, when they show a sincere, a genuine interest in you, this is a good thing. Like, this is the thing that we need to consider the first, because Mm -hmm. it's always two sides. It's a two side thing. You can be interested in this person. You can be in love with her appearance, with her temper, with whatever. But if she doesn't want to show the same interest, like the interest on the same level, I mean, that's a bad point. (laughs) That's That's a, that's that's a bad sign. Pretty, pretty universally. If it's, if it's a one way street, something, something's not going on. We need to learn to notice it. Because many do not notice, right? Simply because they think, oh, maybe, you know, she will love me. Like, for sure. Like, we need to meet, maybe we need to chat a little more. She will see that I'm a usual, I mean, I'm a great person. Yes, but it should be from the very beginning, I would say so. Right. And I think a lot of people use this excuse of, oh, it's online. 
they're uncomfortable or yes they're, or like be diff- when we meet like when we meet it will be totally different no we won't you won't probably even meet right so so with this in mind you know you've 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 sort of ticked all the boxes with your partner you had the chemistry online you've had the chemistry in person you know you've made things work but you obviously you know, you still have those special moments, those, you know, those holidays and things that you two have to spend apart. Um, How do you make those work? How do you make those feel special when you can't do something in person? That's a good question. If this is New Year, we celebrated it uh, first in Japan, then in Ukraine. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) So you get two because of the time difference. Yes. This is a perk. As for February 14th, which is uh, basically I mean, that's the, the most, big one. yeah, that's the most romantic thing for couples ever made uh, by humans, uh, which I, of course, doubt, but, <laughs> 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 well, our first St. Valentine's Day was like in Skype with wine. I was sitting with all my makeup and, uh, you know, hairstyle and my best clothes. And we tried kind of to, we drank online, basically. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was the point when we could share our, you know, some, some pleasant things to each other, right? Because we were a bit more courageous <laughs> with the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> was it really, it, was it really special? Well, we could do it every day. But this feeling that it's our holiday, that we can be actually together during this holiday, that was special. So you have, what, what, are, what are sort of the, the tips that you, that you did for Valentine's Day to make that romantic? How can you use them for, for regular date nights? What, what makes just a typical date night rather than an all-out Valentine's Day? Basically, first of all, you need to dedicate this time. And you need to let everybody around know that, like, look, I will have a date with my partner over the Skype. Yes, I know. You can try to kind of ask me to help you with something, but please no. Because just think I'm away. I'm not at home, right? And, um, well, that's the first thing. You need to set borders, maybe to close the room <laughs> for nobody to interrupt you. You can, you can think about everything which is of your interest. Really, if we like anime, we can watch some anime before and then we like to discuss it together. We have some kind of really, really hot discussion about something. Also, this can be the music. This can be, it always depends on what you'd like to do. I don't think I should give some advice on what is the best way because obviously you and your partner know best what you like to do together. Right. Just the way you settle that. You give this, you give the importance to that. You know, everybody around know that you are on a date and you shouldn't be disturbed. You dedicate one hour, two hours, three hours, whatever you like, whatever works for you. That's right. It. And I think that's, that's so important to remember is that your date nights don't look like everyone else's, right? Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. So long as you're spending quality time together doing whatever, maybe you're talking, doing your workout. Congratulations, both of you. <laughs> yeah. You're working out. That's power to you. Or you're watching a movie together and maybe texting during it. Or yes, yes. I know, yeah, I you- know the couple <laughs> who liked watching the movie at the same time and they really made effort to make it second to second. So they do not laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they do not laugh, you know, earlier than needed. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, and that's that's so that's so important. And I think that's something that people forget is that just because you're not physically in the same room doesn't mean you can't share 
a moment. You just have to be a little more creative about it, which is, I think, great that, that you and your partner have. Yeah, so it depends. So we've talked a lot about the cons of a long-distance relationship, and I, I think those are the same things people most think about is, oh, this is going to be hard. And, and you know it is, but you can, you can make it, you know. But do you think, the flip side to that, do you think there are any perks? Is there anything you're getting out of a long-distance relationship you think you just wouldn't have had if your relationship was in person? You know, obviously there's space. You get all the personal time you can want. I think that's the, the most obvious one but are there are there other things that are are maybe enhanced because you're long distance yeah sure so (laughs) you have a lot of room for self-development and also for working on yourself to build better relationship in the future you can as i told you test and challenge the person and basically you also grow you have these long-term goals so you Mm -hmm. don't you know you should know what you're striving to. And this gives you this idea that, oh, maybe I need to learn a language or "Mm, I think I need to look for the job abroad or maybe I want to study in the university abroad to have this common thing. And you know, when you, uh, when it's, it's not typical, you need to make effort. You need to find this courage to understand that it won't be as easy as it is. And this gives you a big, big room for self-development. Indeed, I, I honestly grew so much since we started dating, and I'm so thankful for that. Also, the cultural differences. This is my favorite topic. Oh my gosh, how, I mean, how narrow I thought in terms of how people can live. Uh, you you cannot imagine. So this sort of made your world larger. You had, you know, your your point of view, and now you're dating someone from across the world, and you've got this whole other sort of lens to see through these experiences and, and yes. things to, to talk about. And uh, I think even if I dated, I don't know, Hungarian or Polish or whatever. So even close yeah, to my, um, uh, to my country. So the nation may be Slav. So it's one of the force. It would be a different culture and it would give me a lot more room for growing because I would like to talk about ambiguity tolerance. So this is how you kind of accept another person's opinion, which is different from yours. If you do not accept, yes, some other's idea that controversial to you, it means that you're not really tolerant. And uh, this will, I mean, this is a big thing in communication. That's how you struggle. That's how you don't match. But if you try to accept the point of view, which is different to yours, which makes you feel, oh, really? It's not really so. But if you try to understand other people, it gives so much easiness for you both and for accepting, you know, everything around you, basically. And I think that's uh, the best thing about having a long distance relationship with the person who is from different culture from you or who is living in another culture right right no that's that's a really good and interesting point and i know we didn't talk about this question in advance so if you need to like tell me to back off we can but has this made you better at having long distance friendships i mean i think we're friends right we've talked about way too many things to not be friends but do you think that was made easier um, you know, befriending this weird American chick with, with purple hair, right? Was that easier because you had, you had already developed sort of this open-mindedness coming to love and accept and appreciate your partner, even yes. for your differences? Absolutely. As I told you, since I started accepting 
other culture, other views. I became more patient about all this. I started to like see the world from another side, another angle, another point of view. And that's so great. I mean, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy hearing uh, like some people say, no, you're doing it not correct, but I'm doing it this way. And then I say, wow, show me how you do it. Then I apply it to my life and wow, yeah, it works. Or vice versa. Like in the past, I said, oh, no, 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 this is not for me. This is awful. But then somebody tells me like, you know, this works and look at this. I mean, it has a lot of benefits. Like, you know, you're right. It has. It's not about uh, me accepting it fully and like for something entering my life, but I can kind of sympathize. I can show this empathy to another person. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. You know, that's the key to communication. So, so maybe this is a, maybe this is part of the reason, you know, I, I was curious. You've, you've been in this long distance relationship, done it for five years. You've done it successfully. You don't need to come talk to other people, right? You've sort of figured your, you and your partner out. I think you've, you've won at this point. But, so <laughs> what made you decide that you wanted to not only share your long distance journey, but sort of you know, make this podcast all about long distance ed- education and helping others and talking about relationships and giving tips. I think part of it can be this this ambiguity tolerance that you got from, from your partner, right? You've learned to be yeah. more empathetic and see things from a different point of view. But are there are there other reasons that you decided to to start doing this? Honestly, this is getting more and more popular every day. And I see many people struggling with that. I, I see some relationships didn't work. And I think that this is okay. I mean, I don't mean to make all kind of long distance relationship work (laughs) because maybe somebody even doesn't need this. But if somebody really needs that, I'm I'm happy to help. I mean, at least I can share my experience. I at at least we can talk honestly. At least we can share ideas. And as it was with me previously when I had my best friend who supported me in that, it was much much easier. And maybe somebody is really uh, moving toward uh, the biggest and the most important decision in their life, like to to really leave and move in with the person in their long distance relationship and if they need this support this advice hear our podcast and you know we are just telling people look it works and if it doesn't work just you know let's figure out maybe let's figure out together whether you need it whether you don't need it or maybe there is some just room for improvement and that's Mm -hmm. it so i think uh, that's the future of relationships and i don't think we will all move to a long distance relationship no but <laughs> it will leave i mean it will survive it's 100 percent. and i think we will have some in the in the nearest future we will have some long distance relationship therapists <laughs> <laughs> i really believe in it I I th- I think we're I think we're already getting there. We already have therapy that's done digitally. So the next step is to do long distance relationship couples therapy. I think I think yes, you're right. So with why with not? this <laughs> with the spirit of just wanting to generally better the impression of long distance relationships and just generally make it easier and and create an open dialogue. I think that's great. So in the spirit of that, what are the top 3 things that you wish you knew? before you jumped into this long distance relationship? What do you think the three tips were that would have made this easier or made you more prepared? Sure. So first of all, there can be a lot of cultural differences, really a lot of them. A simple example, 
you know that uh, in my case, Japanese are quite rest restrained people and they do not quite show their emotions in public as well as they uh, do not show some romantic uh, emotions because they simply think that other people can be uncomfortable about it. And it makes sense, right? But mm -hmm. to me, being raised in a society where everything is, I mean, okay with that, with the emotions, I'm a really emotional person also. And it's okay if you, you know, hold my hand in public or you touch my waist or you maybe hug me a little bit just to show that you're so proud to have such a beautiful lady. And I understand why. I mean, I, I, I can share this with my partner, but I cannot really hope for him to change dramatically about it. He can right. listen to me. Yeah, he can try to do a, a little bit more. He will work again on himself. But I also need to realize that it won't be as I wanted it to be, like 100%. It will be something in between. And I have to really live with that. Yes, that's about cultural differences. Well, <laughs> it was quite long. Of course, another thing is that you may understand at some point of time that if you want to move in, if you want to live together, if you want to have children, you have to learn the language of your partner. Usually, uh, maybe it's even harder for women who are usually following their men, but it can be vice versa. So mm -hmm. you also have to understand that this is a big struggle and this is a big work on you. Again, that's the second thing. And to make it easier, yes, just make some boundaries, make some goals from the very beginning, set, set these goals mm -hmm. and discuss your future. Like you want a girl or a boy, uh, you want blue colors of wall in your house or you want green ones, you want a dog or a cat, or you maybe you don't want any and be as honest as you can. So uh, to make, like, make it simpler discuss everything honestly and if you cannot see yourself together i mean your dreams and your understanding about the future is absolutely different you need to either work on that or i'm not sure like maybe you need to, to reconsider what is good for you and first of right. all for you not for somebody else because at some point of time if you sacrifice too much you will be left with nothing right Right. And I think that's probably the scariest takeaway in, is, is that when you're trying to reach these compromises of understanding this long distance partner, you want to make sure that you're still yourself at the end of the day. That yeah, maybe you grow and you have these new experiences, but you still have sort of your core values and yes. your core identity intact. I mean, you shouldn't be really scared to talk about it. And if your partner is open to, to you and he's or she's really wanting to be with you, look, you will compromise 100%. You will, mm -hmm. you will be somewhere in the middle, but it can be too late if you don't speak up. And then that's... Right. Yeah, communication... Open you, don't want to be, you don't want to be five years in and suddenly find out there's a deal breaker. Yes. Right. Yes. And you won't uh. be killed if you express, <laughs> you know, your desires or your needs. Nobody will kill you. The worst thing is that... These needs, these desires can be just ignored. That's the worst thing. So those are the three tips, right? Just remember to, to keep yourself in all of this, to know going in that you're probably going to have to learn a different language unless you really, really luck out, um, and that you need to be mindful of cultural differences. Even if you can't accommodate them in your life, you can respect them. Yeah. Um, I think those are, are really good key points, especially, you know, 
for you going into a relationship with somebody who speaks Japanese. Um, so what would you say out there? You know, I'm just assuming people are listening to this. Maybe they're not. We'll pretend. What are the most helpful tips that you could give for somebody who's on the fence right now, who maybe has a crush online, either online video games or websites or whatever. They found someone, they like them, and they're thinking, maybe, just maybe, I'll give this long-distance relationship a thought, a shot. Like, what's, what would be your advice to them? Sure. First of all, I think uh, this, will be, uh, this will be a crucial point. Like, yeah, discussing your future. And the first thing in this future is to meet in real life. Either it will take one year, three years or five years. It should be like uh, clearly discussed and uh, negotiated. Not because this won't work or something unless you meet. I mean, at some point of time, you will have to meet, right? And at some point of time, you will have to set goals. So this is the first little goal that you can set. If you are really shy or you're really unsure about uh, speaking, like about moving to other country or learning their language or meeting with their friends or parents, yeah? So this is the small goal. And just going from this goal, you can then test your partner to check whether they are also as serious as you about all the things. And I'm really talking about being serious because unless you commit... You, full of yourself, I mean, full of you to this relationship as in real relationship. Well, why would your, I mean, why would your partner do this? So um, this is really important to be really committed about it. And both mm -hmm. of you at the same level. And then, yes, again, you set the goals and you test your partner in different situations. Don't be shy to do it. Make it fun for yourself, of course, without hurting anybody, but just, you know, Try to see how this person is reacting. Try to, again, without hurting their feelings, because this is important. Also, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Don't be afraid to be honest. And this is what I mean by testing. Be honest and see their reaction. So you don't need to create, you know, some difficult schemes of how to test <laughs> your partner through their friends or dog or <laughs> whatever. It's right. Just be honest and see how they react. <clears throat> so, so give them kind of what-if scenarios. You're not saying to, to trick them or to create a false situation, but ask them, you know, hey, you know, if you were to meet my friends, what would you do? Or, hey, if I wanted you to meet my parents, how would you react? Or, you know, let them know, <laughs> oh, I, you know, our religions are different. How do you think you'll respect mine, right? Sort of ask those, those tougher questions that are, yeah, maybe uncomfortable, but are, are really important to know in any relationship and just a little bit harder to figure out because they don't wander into those situations naturally. They're not going to stumble on you and your friends in a coffee shop um, unless they surprise you with an in-person <laughs> visit. Yep. Uh, but I mean, that's something that a, an in-person partner might find that you're just going to have to ask your, your online relationship about. Yes, exactly. And for example, how do your parents uh, treat our relationship? Or are they okay with you going abroad with me? Like, and if your partner can say like, you know, I don't know, maybe they're okay, then say, go and ask them right now. <laughs> <laughs> and really, your partner needs to go and ask. And that's how you kind of understand the real state of the things. Really? I mean, this is clear because you cannot get it from the real, uh, in real situations, as you said, Santi. Exactly. Also, uh, sometimes you can break the promise. I mean, it's okay. Just see their reaction. Again, ask them to do something. Maybe they will break the promise and then maybe they will test you. And that's okay. So it won't go smoothly. It won't. And it's okay because all our relationships, you know, are they are not ideal. And right. uh, 
moving again towards the last tip is I will say again, this is a total and 100% openness and sincerity. Really, if you're smoking, tell them that you're smoking. Don't be afraid. I mean, they will live with this idea. They will accept it, but uh, you need to tell it. If you don't like their dog <laughs> for some reason and you don't want to move in, tell this. Uh, be sincere, be open. And first of all, we are not talking about the hurt, like hurting, but about our needs, our desires and about our feelings. Yes. Look, mm -hmm. I don't like when you treat me this way, really. I want to escape from this um, kind of meeting right now. So you share your emotions because they cannot see how you react. They cannot see your body language. Maybe they are missing the fact that you are shaking your legs right now. And, or maybe you are about to, you know, uh, lose your consciousness and, or whatever, or you to faint. So tell them, let them mm -hmm. know, share every, everything you feel. And if you're thinking you're too stingy, they will let you know if, if they are honest with you again. But this is how it will work your life should be open to them and of course you would expect them to open your life to you so right you get it you give it and you get it back so i this way that, <laughs> no that's that's definitely so important and i think i think it's just great that you've you've created this this long distance short podcast um and been so open and honest about your relationship with with total strangers people you'll never talk to people you'll never meet i think that this is so important that they have, you know, just one more resource to look at and go, well, Ali did it. Right. And then of course the guests that you bring on, you know, I've, I've talked a bit about mine. You've had other experts on here. You've had, you know, other people who've had military lives and long distance relationships that way. And, and obviously you'll have more. And I think that that's something that is making long distance relationships so much more viable and so much more healthy is just this dialogue that that you've jumped into, um, you know, that other people have created that you're continuing. And I just, as as somebody who's made a couple of appearances, as somebody who regularly consumes your podcast when I'm not appearing, just want to say thank you that this is has been awesome, and I'm I'm so excited to see that that this continue and grow. Thank you so much, Sampi, for in interviewing me. And you know, it's always a great pleasure to have you in my podcast. And I would really, really, really love to, uh, <laughs> well, to have you here always. <laughs> it's your podcast, your rules. I'm, I'm sure I can come back. <laughs> great. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. And I, I, I also, it was a real pleasure for me to share my experiences with our listeners. I do hope they will be helpful. And I'm sorry if my tone, somebody sa uh, sounded like, I am uh, the biggest CEO of long-distance relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just acting. <laughs> yeah. This no. is all false confidence and yeah, bravado. Actu actually, yeah, I, I, I was trying to be as sincere as possible. <laughs> Honestly, no, I think I think I think you were. You definitely have been with me, and you know, I, uh, I, like I said, look forward to hearing more from you and and the the people that you managed to bring on here. Yep. Thank you. And yes, if our listeners would like to share some stories with us or would like to discuss the topic, you're mostly welcome. You know where to write us. So welcome <laughs> to our community. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening to Long Distance Short, giftbasketsoverseas.com's podcast with real people in real long distance relationships. Make sure to subscribe and keep tuning in for a new episode every month. If you have any questions or ideas for a future podcast, 
make sure to drop us a line at podcast at giftbasketsoverseas.com. That's podcast at giftbasketsoverseas.com. Thank you.